today's show, we'll break down a retirement readiness checklist to help you ensure that you're on the right track. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to Your Retirement about uh, dual financial service strategies. And I'm Chuck Caton as the consumer advocate. And uh, today in studio, we have uh, Andy Schooler, Luke Von Abel, and uh, a little bit later on, Sam Duell uh, here on today's show. And it's all about your retirement. And the best way to reach them is at 866-203-7486 because it is your retirement that can be constructed. And when we talk about it being as easy as one, two, three, uh, maybe that's not always the case because you've got a solid uh, retirement and income plan in place, you believe. So now's the time to maybe tick off the boxes to make sure it's in tip-top shape so that you can get going on the right track and Andy and Luke are going to tell you how. Starting with Andy, uh, with uh, well, the first thing you have to do is decide when you want to retire, right, Andy? Well, that does help. Yes, <laughs> obviously <laughs> we've got to. That's a key component. Yeah, right. It is. Um, you know, Sam always says it's not about who can retire; it's can you stay retired. That's the most important. But that first step is deciding when you want to actually retire. We talk to a lot of people every day, and I think one of the key steps as you develop your retirement plan is considering when you're going to retire. And of course, you can always work longer, and that at times can be very helpful to pad your portfolio or perhaps delay Social Security. That makes a difference depending on if you're married or not, what your health is like, um, and if you're more healthy than not. It is also worthwhile to consider your expected retirement date from a number of additional angles. So when we look at this puzzle, which is your retirement, we're taking into consideration those things like Social Security. Do you have a pension? What kind of health issues that you might have that might shorten your life? What's your longevity in your family? Um, whether or not you want to work part-time or not, or whether or not you go back, we have multiple clients that have decided they were going to retire and then um, they decided to go into like a consulting position because their industry still wanted them. And so there are lots of different aspects that we have to take into consideration. Healthcare being a really big one that we have to talk about that is part of that puzzle. Um, Long-term care is becoming a greater issue. So all of these things kind of come into play because I, if, you know, from the number of people that we talk to, ultimately I feel like most people think that they are not going to live as long as what the numbers are saying. So we really do have to plan for a very lengthy retirement um, term as you're, you're living longer. So, and it's the medical community's job to keep you alive, even if you don't want to. And so then you get into things like your trusts or wills or whatever end plan that you have to make sure that your wishes are carried out. All right. Uh, biggest thing here, Luke, is Andy talks about all those considerations that uh, pre-retirees have when they want to decide on a retirement date. But number one, it's all about money. And I think Andy touched on it. So assessing your in-retirement income needs, you've got to be realistic about that, don't you? Absolutely. Once, once you've got a date in mind, then the next thing is kind of transitioning from 
you know, that regular paycheck from the job to being voluntarily unemployed and voluntarily unemployed means you still need some income coming in the door. So where's that going to come from? One of the common rules of thumb out there is that in retirement, you'll need around 80% or the 80% rule. So 80% of the spending that you were doing before retirement is what you'll need once you're retired. Um, and the thought process there is that, well, maybe you're not going to be driving as much. The contributions that you're making to your retirement accounts, well, you're no longer going to be doing that. So it's going to free up some money every month that uh, will continue to allow you to live the same lifestyle. But not everybody's going to fall into the scenario where it's going to be a static 80% reduction. So what becomes really important is knowing what amount of income do you need every month, you know, going line by line as you kind of are maybe that six months out from retirement or even a year out for retirement. There's some really easy ways to do this. We have a budget sheet on our website that you can look at, but you know, it might just be looking at bank statements and seeing, you know, this is what I've spent or a credit card statement so that you are aware of these are the different areas that you're going to have um, spending on. And also those first few years of retirement, it's not uncommon to see higher spending in those years. So we want to plan for, you know, while you're still healthy, that might be the time that you want to get some travel in. So income, planning for income is is really important. Absolutely, it is. And Andy, uh, to quantify and maximize uh, that monthly amount, you've got to consider if you have a pension or what your Social Security benefits are going to be. Absolutely. If you are fortunate enough to have a pension, um, that is a thing that is going by the wayside big time. Um, we have to take a look at you know, when can you trigger that pension? How much that pension is going to be? In addition to that, Social Security. Are you going to turn on Social Security at 62 at your full retirement age benefit, which is probably 66 in months or 67? Um, or are you going to wait until you're 70 years old to turn on those? So every year that you do not claim Social Security, you get an 8% bonus in that amount. So that's something that you really do need to take a look at because that's a big change in your um, benefit amount every month. And also, if you are married, that is going to dictate how much you leave to your spouse. So if the husband was the, the bigger breadwinner, then we really do have to strategize and look at how much income if anything happens to you first will be left to your um, your bride so it's it's really important that we take a look at all of these facets the other thing that we have to consider for income um, could be an annuity did did you have a annuity through work which could have come a lot of times we see them through 403b's which are often hospital or teaching professions um, that you might see a 403b or a, an annuity at that point in time um, in some cases, we've had people that have had pensions that have not, they've not been, you know, living, if you will, as in you're not able to contribute, they're not growing anymore, but you might be able to roll those over to something that creates a guaranteed stream of income payments because you don't want to go from no risk to risk at some point in time. That doesn't make sense when you're depending on that money. Um, so it is really important that we look at how do we maximize all of these things to make sure you're getting the most out of your dollars and cents and that it's not ever going to go away. 
All right, another thing, Andy, that we have to consider when we're talking about preparation for retirement and considering all the factors that there are, we also have to remember that we don't own our whole portfolio. We've got an uncle, and we've got uh, people in the state that are willing to take some of your uh, dollars, and that's called taxes. So you have to pay attention to tax management. Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of Sam's biggest hot buttons um, that we get into is whether or not we have planned accordingly for taxation. And you know, I mean, this was never really talked about a long time ago as they started to put more and more of the burden of saving for your retirement on you. Um, and consequently, what happens is they said, oh, it's great deal. You you don't pay taxes on this money right now, except for the fact is we don't know what the future tax rates are going to be. And unfortunately, um, we only have a few years left, at least right now, on this tax uh, plan or excuse me, the the rate in which we're taxed at this point in time that um, the new tax laws are set to expire in 2025. So we have some time where we can actually spend looking at and evaluating how do we unravel some of this tax liability that we have because it's there and, and there's nothing that we can do about it except for right now we have the opportunity to start doing some planning and saying, okay, can we pull any of this money out? Does that make sense? How do we do that? Do we roll it to a Roth? Do we roll it to some other tool that's going to be tax-free? Um, there are some options. And so we have to we have to pay the piper at some point in time. It's just how efficiently can we do that? And, and consequently, it takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of time, and working with somebody who understands taxes. Absolutely. We're talking to Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies on your strategy. And one of the strategies, Luke, that uh, you have to uh, prepare for is obviously uh, insurance doesn't go away and you need the right uh, access to insurance coverage. Right. So while you're working, you know, there's there's homeowners insurance, there's auto insurance. That's going to continue while you're retired. Um, going to still need those necessary pieces. But Medicare adds kind of a new wrinkle to the health care coverage for retirees because along with purchasing some sort of supplemental coverage to kind of fill in some of the gaps with Medicare, one of the other pieces to Medicare that's not covered is long-term care. And we are seeing costs in that arena skyrocket from three to five hundred dollars a day if you need full-fledged nursing care. So, mm -hmm. another component that um, is important for retirement is exploring whether some sort of long-term care strategy could make sense. And there's new tools today to help cover that area. Absolutely. And quickly uh, and finally, uh, you've got an estate portfolio succession plan. That's very important because you may not be around, Andy, to see it. Not you personally, but our listeners. <laughs> but uh, your uh, your uh, loved ones will. Absolutely. And from a standpoint of being able to talk from, you know, beyond the grave, this is really important, I think, to loved ones. And really, it's not about getting into your senior years. Um, you can start these very early on. I personally, if I feel if you have children um, or your kids have children, so you've got grandkids, it's incredibly important for those people to have a plan established, um, not only for end of life, but if, you know, they get into a car wreck and can't talk for themselves so this goes along for you that if there are special things that you you know want to make sure that certain people in your family get if there are special wishes that you know you want certain things to happen at the end of life or if you can't communicate for yourself um, these are all really important things and just frankly looking at again taxation 
you know, some of this, if, if you have high values in your IRAs, understand what your beneficiaries, non-spousal beneficiaries are going to have to do when you do pass away. And so how are they going to inherit those accounts? What are the tax requirements of them? Um, so I, I do think that this is, it's kind of glazed over, if you will, or glossed over in the fact that not enough people spend enough time here and there is planning that should go on between your um, financial advisor your CPA and your attorney who is doing all of these things there should be a relationship and communication between those three parties to make sure that all the I's are getting dotted and the T's crossed all right so that means you need the plan and that's where dual financial strategies can help you a a retirement lifestyle review is what they're offering you at no cost no obligation at 866-203-7486 and whether it's uh, Sam or Andy or Luke or any one of the team at Dual Financial Strategies. They've got the experience to help you to and through retirement. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. That's the way to reach them. And what's coming up in the next segment? Choosing a financial advisor is a big decision. When we come back, I've got a list of questions you should ask your advisor before you decide to do business. We're back on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and uh, we're here representing Dual Financial Strategies in the Fox Valley, Green Bay, Appleton, and we're happy to be uh, with uh, both uh, Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies, where that phone number is 866-203-7486 to get that no-cost, no-obligation uh, consultation about your retirement. And I think that when you... Uh, walk in and meet with Sam or Andy or Luke before you decide on them or any uh, financial advisor. Make sure you're beginning the services that you require and the advice you need. And the best way to do that, as Luke said before the break, is to ask the right questions. And so we'll start with Andy. Uh, I think one of the questions people might have asked you or Luke or Sam is, what do you like about your job? I think, is that important for a client to know? Oh, I believe so. I, you get the feel from somebody who enjoys what they do, um, usually from the get-go. And I think that if you enjoy what you do, then you put more effort and energy into solving the problems that people are hiring you to do. Um, you do have to enjoy that that challenge of problem solving and trying to figure out and understand what the laws are and you know what tools we can use to maximize what you're going to do through your, in this case, financial arena um, and retirement planning. So yeah, I think it's a big deal if people do and do not like their job. Um, I, you know, I, I choose to work with people that I tend to like and have common thought processes with. And that's why we talk about in the first appointment, really, it's just about getting to know you and about you getting to know us and to make sure that we're a fit. Because quite honestly, on either side of this coin, neither of us want to get up in the morning and go, oh, man, I have to go see so-and-so. Right. Because that's not an enjoyable you know, transaction or exchange of ideas. It's, it's not fun. So... I think when you have complicated topics and subjects, it does make it easier when you are speaking the same language. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure, Luke, you get this question, or should from clients, what services do you provide? Because that's what it's all about. Exactly. 
your financial advisor should offer services that will help you solve the problems that you're going to face in retirement. Um, and oftentimes I'll have clients come to me that have been with an advisor for a while and they say they're just, I'm not getting the answers that I want specifically geared towards retirement. And that's because everybody's kind of got their own niche or their, their ideal client. For us, that's been uh, retirement focus. So how we can help is figuring out how much you need to retire and setting some savings benchmarks to get you there, uh, picking investments that match your risk tolerance and your time horizon, along with developing a long-term investment strategy. When we have that long-term investment strategy, though, we may need to rebalance that periodically. So that's another component and another way that we can help. And we also want to manage your expenses now and in retirement. And we also talk a lot about um, taxes. And so it's planning for taxes and um, maybe not eliminating all the taxes, but certainly reducing our, our fair share down. All right. We also want to know, Andy, uh, if I'm a client, I want to know how qualified are you and uh, what is uh, what makes you different at dual financial strategies than anybody else? Well, it is important, again, that the whoever you're working with is qualified to work with you. I think there is an there is often a lot of emphasis put on letters behind your name. All three of us have our Series 65 Investment Advisor Representative designation, which allows us to do anything that we basically want, whether it be stock market, um, we're all licensed in the insurance world. And <clears throat> sometimes I think when you get so many letters out there, you're good at taking tests, but maybe it's a little bit more of a struggle as to your planning thought process and and again it depends on what you're trying to accomplish so mm -hmm. we are retirement focused exclusively that is what we do that is all we focus on is how to be the best in that industry to make sure that you have enough money you have the tools that are going to provide you with the benefits that you need going into retirement period end of story we are not the growth and accumulation centered people and so oftentimes when we ask the question you know what's your goal here are you hiring us to double your money or are you hiring us to make sure that you don't lose half of it um, I would say almost 90% or more are gonna say please don't lose my money because this is what I have going into retirement and they don't want to take the risk it's just part of as I think we get older this um, we have this fear and and I think it's justified of running out of money it's it is the number one thing people fear more than death now. And that that should basically answer the question of what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to accomplish not running out of money, making sure you have what you need to provide you and your family with the benefits that you absolutely require going through those retirement years. They are different. They are much more difficult, I think, than just saving money out of your paycheck. It, it takes some serious thought. So not only having letters behind your name can be important but really working with someone who understands the nuances in and out of retirement specifically if that's what you're looking for all right so let's talk about the terms we always use the term fiduciary luke are you a fiduciary that's a good question for people to ask isn't it great question so first off we hear fiduciary what is it fiduciary duty is a legal term that means that one party has the obligation to act in the best interest of another party so why wouldn't everybody want that? Why wouldn't everyone fall under that category? Well, unfortunately today, not all advisors do. So you wanna be sure that the advisor is gonna be working in a fiduciary capacity 
meaning they're going to be looking out for your interests above their own interest, which could just be lining their pockets with more money. Now, here's an easy one, Andy. Uh, I walk in there or a customer, a a client walks in. uh, They want to know what's it going to cost? How will I compensate you? Yes, this is a fantastic question. Um, If you get any pushback when you're asking this question, that's generally a I don't know. It, for me, it's a it's a red flag that I would be slightly uncomfortable if someone doesn't want to answer that question. Um, everyone has to get paid. I, you know, we are a fee based advisory planning, and so we also get paid. Um, the difference is, and and this is the question: the the difference between possibly a suitability advisor and a fiduciary is in compensation and how they make their money. And so we are a flat fee based firm when we're working with people on the managed money side. We get compensated if we do insurance. It doesn't come from your dollars and cents. It has to come from the marketing dollars of the insurance companies. But you have to be able to ask that question and get a straightforward answer. I think it can get a little bit confusing because there's things called wrap fees and there's um, basically compensation to different advisors for buying and selling things. There's fees going into mutual funds if mutual funds are being used um, on the front end. So you'll hear terms called front end loads, back end loads, which can be class A or class C's. There's a plethora of alphabet soup in the mutual fund world. And um, you do have to kind of be savvy as to how those fees come out because they aren't often clearly on your statement placed. You know, mutual funds are, are um their price is set at the end of market day. It's called net asset value, blah, blah, blah. We could go into lots of legal talk, but the, the bottom line is understand how your advisor gets compensated. I think the easier it is, the better. And that's where I believe everyone that handles other people's money should be a fiduciary advisor. All right, let's talk, Luke, about uh, the handling of that money. Does your firm hold the money and investments or is there a third party? That's a question that uh, I think would be raised. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's going to hold the money? So your financial advisor should not in any circumstance be in contact with your asset. Be, can we say Bernie Madoff? Can we say Bernie Madoff? Yes. We all are familiar with that scenario from many years ago where Bernie made off with a bunch of people's money <laughs> because Bernie was controlling those assets. So what you want to find it instead is an advisor that is working with a reputable custodian. That's a third party or a firm that's going to be kind of holding their arms around the money. And some of the really well-known ones are Charles Schwab, Fidel- Fidelity, Pershing, TD Ameritrade, places like that that are ensuring that nobody else, including the advisor, can turn and say, this is my money. No, it's your money, the person's name that's on the account, and you protect yourself by working with a reputable custodian. Absolutely. Good point by Luke there. And now, Andy, uh, I guess uh, it matters to some that uh, your investment philosophy probably be in concert with your clients, so they'll ask, what's your investment philosophy? Is that a, a salient question? Yeah, it is. And that's where I was speaking to it earlier and saying, you know, it shouldn't be a hard conversation to have. I mean, there's definitely in our industry, I get it. There's lots of tools that can be confusing. um, But ultimately, it should not be hard for the advisor that you're talking to um, or someone that you're working with to have a conversation with you and figure out what your goals are and to make sure that you're both on the same page. Um, I just... I feel like in our industry, there's often a lot of letters thrown out. There's often a lot of um, broker speak. And 
it's just not needed in my opinion. Like, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. Let's make sure you're comfortable with our philosophy and make sure we're going down the same path. Because if you ultimately are looking for someone to double your money, we may not be the right people for you. All right. Uh, And again, as we wrap up this segment here, Luke, uh, how long and how many times will we touch base about my investments? I know that people don't want to be out on an island, so communication is a key. Communication is a key. And I think especially early on in the relationship and early on in retirement where there's a lot of decisions that need to be made, um, a lot of factors are involved there, but certainly ongoing. I mean, you want to know that they're going to be in communication with you, whether it's physically in 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 the office whether it's some sort of video chat for those that are traveling and even email that they're going to be available to you with whatever questions come up and are willing to regularly meet with you to make sure and let you know where everything is at with your retirement plan all right so andy what's the bottom line in this segment here Bottom line is, have those conversations. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it shouldn't have to be uncomfortable. Um, Make sure you're comfortable with these topics and asking whoever you're working with and make sure they're comfortable with it. I mean, frankly, like I said, it's a little bit of a red flag to me if anybody kind of hymns and haws around any of these answers because it shouldn't be that difficult. All right. So you've heard it right there from Andy and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies and... Uh, They will do their best with a retirement lifestyle review for you. And remember, they're fiduciaries who've got your best interest in mind. And not only that, uh, they are independent. They will have the right investments for you. And you'll be able to ask the right questions in a comfortable environment by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that Sam has written a book, Purpose Determines Placement, and you'll get a free copy of that when you come in with your no-cost, no-obligation consultation. Get a second opinion. Get that roadmap from Dual Financial Strategies, and whether it's Sam or Andy or Luke, uh, anyone in the team will be able to help you to and through retirement. Once again, that's 866-203-7486. That's the number to call to make that appointment, Uh, 866-203-7486. Well, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Saving for retirement is important, yet many women are facing challenges building their nest egg. When we come back, we're going to get some insights that could help women save more for retirement. back here on Your Retirement. I am consumer advocate Chuck Caton. Happy to be on the air uh, with uh, Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. With uh, a lot of experience in retirement planning, they can provide you with that retirement lifestyle review uh, by calling 866-203-7486. They serve the Fox Valley extraordinarily well. And now we're going to get into what I, I don't know if Andy will feel the same way as I will, but a little bit of a touchy subject here because we're always talking about uh, things that are uh, PC, but I think there's a fact here that we can't deny uh, for various and sundry reasons, and maybe Andy can amplify on this, that maybe women save less money than men for various reasons, and they have fewer working gears. So that kind of goes hand in hand, and uh, those are some of the factors that have made planning and saving for retirement for ladies a serious challenge. So let's see what we can do, uh, what we can change to do this now. Um, 
Is it true, number one, uh, that, uh, Andy, that uh, women have less retirement savings than men? And I guess the question is why? So, yes, it is generally true that women do have less savings than men do. Um, multiple different reasons that come into play on that. So even from financial needs are coupled with family responsibilities. Um, and family responsibilities can not just be children, but actually aging parents as well. So when we have to look at how much money you're making, how much time you're spending in the workforce. Um, my mom was a classic example. You know, she fortunately was a mostly stay-at-home mom. She worked part-time jobs. Um, my dad was the primary financial breadwinner. And and I think that is more usual and customary, particularly in the Midwest. Um, so when we look at how much money and savings as well as Social Security that women have available, that can be a big difference simply because we do spend generally less time in the workplace because we are caring for children and we are caring for aging parents and that takes time doing those things and that usually means that we are not necessarily always working full-time jobs. Um, I, I know there's a lot of, I guess I would say, hot buttons out there in the media. And so, you know, whatever you believe in that world, ultimately what it comes down to is when we are talking to a woman, are you single? Are you married? You know, we are constantly planning on on both of those directions to say, well, how do we maximize what it is that you have? Are you still working? If you're still working, how much longer are you going to work? Understand that if you are single versus married, taxes are a little bit different. They tend to be actually higher um, if you are single versus married. And so that that is important that we understand the differences there between those two worlds when we're planning a retirement plan. Um, and things can change at any point in time. You can go from being married to being single, obviously, because someone can get into a car accident and pass away. So then what do we do with that? You need to work with someone who you're comfortable with, not just the guys kind of speaking to each other, but do you feel comfortable, ladies, with whoever you're working with that you are confident that you understand essentially where you know the income is gonna come from, your basic expenses, <clears throat> to whatever degree that you want to. So I think it's important that you do take a little bit more active role in your planning, and it doesn't have to be so complicated and detailed if you're working with the right person. So make sure that, that you are comfortable with the person that you are talking to. Well, as we know, men uh, do make more than women on uh, average, but there's a lot of mitigating circumstances about that, and whether that percentage is 18 or 20 percent is immaterial because there's a lot of different reasons for that and uh, obviously uh, uh, that affects uh, the entire uh, uh, portfolio uh, for women as opposed to men. So Luke, uh, let's pose this question to you. Uh, how can women uh, recover their retirement savings? Uh, they've got some uh, situations uh, where, as Andy described, some of the various situations that they could be in in order to maximize retirement savings. Yeah, we want to give you kind of some practical tips to help bridge that gap for specifically women. Um, first, women need to kind of take a look at their financial situation to get a clear picture and how they want to use this money. Um, and to start saving, they need to analyze their income and spending. And we, we talk about that all the time. Um, and secondly, we want to start prioritizing saving contributions along the way. We know that this is important, but we really want to focus on paying yourself first. But one of the challenges for women, as we talked about before, and my mom fell into this category staying home, my wife now falls into the category as she stays home, is you know they don't have traditional income coming in every month. 
but keep in mind that there are rules available where uh, a working spouse can contribute to retirement accounts for the for the spouse that's not working and i do that for my wife so to succeed in this area women need to start setting aside funds for their savings whether they're working whether they're not working working with the the husband if there's one in the picture to ensure that they're paying themselves first kind of seeing that contribution to retirement almost as like a priority number one bill that needs to be paid to pay yourself first so that one day you can use those funds to retire. Absolutely. Good point by Luke. And again, we're talking uh, about retirement and uh, for you ladies out there to consider it and to educate. And uh, uh, basically, it's 866-203-7486. That's the way you can get educated because that is a very important uh, aspect of uh, ladies uh, in... I I can tell you just, uh, Andy, from my own uh, personal experience, my wife, Mary, uh, doesn't really want to get involved too much with educating herself on, you, you take care of it, you pay the bills, you tell me what the retirement, and at the appropriate time, I'll educate myself. Well, maybe that's something of a uh, of an education or of an, an age thing. Uh, I, I think um, women today need to educate themselves on retirement planning and be more self-sufficient that way, don't you? Oh, I agree. Um And that's, again, where, you know, sometimes working with an advisor that um, I do think that women should come to the appointments. And and I think that it is very key or important that you find someone that both people are comfortable with. Because a lot of times what I hear from ladies and one of the one of the reasons that I got involved in this industry was because um, I, you know, watched my mom. My mom was like, hey, I. I don't understand this stuff. Please educate yourself and you can help mom with her money. And I, I really did take it to heart. Um, but then I really got more involved with the educational side and how important it is for women to have um, people that they can count on and people that they feel comfortable working with. Because ultimately, because of longevity, women are technically generally going to live longer than men uh, you do need to be comfortable with whoever you're working with as a couple and then as a single person so yes I I think and education is up to whatever degree that you're comfortable with it I have ladies that come in that are married and they they do they are a bit more hands-off but they are still comfortable that we have big key components covered no matter what happens to your husband here's where your income is going to come from here's what's going to go away because obviously if you started social security or both of you qualify for social security then one of those social securities will go away so you know talking about pensions if you um how did you take the pension if the pension was was available to you? Did you take it 100% on the man's life? Did you take it at a reduced rate so that it would continue for both people? These are all really important questions to have determined and established so that you know with some certainty that, okay, no matter what, who's here, we've got this income stream and we've got this income stream. Absolutely. Now, this may not be just a uh, an issue for women, but men as well. And we're talking, Luke, about uh, rebalancing your portfolio, because I think if there's something that kind of falls through the cracks, people uh, uh, neglect to do it or forget to do it or uh, just don't know uh, to do it because the, the things change in the, uh, uh, the world of investments, right? They do change. And um, by and large, our, our system and the ways that our 401ks are set up, Um, today it makes it pretty simple to just kind of buy and hold a strategy you go in you pick the investments that um, you'd like to have inside of there and you may not 
some people may not even go back in there and rebalance. And by rebalance, I just mean change the holdings that they have, move out of one area into another area. But there's really, there's two really important reasons that I think people, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, um, need to rebalance their portfolios. And one is to improve their overall returns because one component of this is focusing on the area that in this economic cycle with things that are going on in the environment today and could be six months from now, being sure that you are in the right place Um, and not necessarily with a specific holding, but the area of the market or the type of investment that you wanna hold, that's gonna help you improve or maximize your return. But another component, um, and, and this is more commonly seen, is to reduce your risk exposure. So as we get closer to retirement, historically people will start to dial back the risk inside of their portfolio, i.e. changing some of their investment holdings, rebalancing to a more conservative area or a more comfortable place so that once they're retired, they don't have to worry about kind of losing sleep at night over what if I lose 50% of the money? I think protecting the money, especially when you're going into retirement, is one of the areas that at Dual Strategies we focus heavily on is protecting that money so that you don't have to worry about having to go back to work one day. Absolutely. And that is very, very important. And Luke just hit the nail on the head, as did Andy, that uh, dual financial strategies can strategize a retirement plan that'll be uh, very successful for you. That's their retirement lifestyle review that they'll sit down with you. Now, again, uh, you may be working with another advisor and maybe you're not uh, uh, completely satisfied. Well, it doesn't cost you to get a second opinion by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And Andy and Sam and Luke will sit down with you and uh, discuss that with you. And the questions that we just talked about in the previous segment, that you may have for them. Uh, They're at your service because they have your best interest in mind. And uh, the best thing is they're independent. They don't have any uh, agenda other than to help you in retirement. So again, get that retirement lifestyle review by calling Dual Financial Strategies. Sam, Andy, and uh, Luke at your service at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. They serve the entire Fox Valley, and uh, they do it with distinction. Well, uh, we are coming up to our final segment. It's one of the more uh, popular ones, I know, with you and our listeners. And uh, so what's coming up? Yes, this is our favorite topic. We hear from people all the time that they love this. Time once again to get your answers. That and more when we come back. And we're in our final segment here for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, this is Your Retirement. It's the show all about you and your desires in retirement. And uh, you can always reach uh, the fine folks there, whether it is Sam Duell or Andy Schooler or Luke Van Abel at 866-203-7486. And it is question and answer time. So, Andy and Luke, I'm sure you're ready to go, aren't you? We are. All right, let's start with Andy, and uh, we've got Sarah in Appleton that wants to uh, know, 
uh, about an explanation of the living benefit on life insurance. Can you please explain what the living benefit on life insurance is? I've never thought of life insurance as anything but a death benefit. So I'm curious as to how it works. And I'll tell you what, Andy, there are some great and different uh, insurance policies uh, versus years ago. There absolutely is. I mean, with the onset of technology, um, life insurance has completely reshaped itself and is so much more flexible if you're working with someone who knows and understands the nuances of life insurance and how it can actually be built for living benefits as opposed to, yes, there is always a death benefit there, but really there is like five living benefits before you even get death benefit. So if you're working with someone who is not captive agent, and so like us, we are independent. um, And so we have access to multiple different insurance companies as opposed to just what company whatever tells us that we can use. So when we start getting into living benefits, understand the different aspects of life insurance. There is what is called cash value, which is you pay your premium into this and depending on what the cost of insurance and cost of insurance has to do with death benefit versus how much money in cash value that you actually have on hand. So let me give you an example. Um, Many, many years ago, my parents both got a state farm policy and it was just a death benefit policy um, because that's really all that was available to them. And so they paid premium and paid premium and paid premium. So they had $25,000 death benefits. So God forbid if anything had happened to either one of them, then the other one would have received the $25,000 in death benefit. Now, they had a cash value that was coming along for this. So you ultimately, in, in this situation, my mom had paid premium up to the point where she had essentially paid for the death benefit. And so... Um, the important thing that you have to remember is the insurance company isn't going to pay you both your cash value and your death benefit. It's just going to pay your death benefit. But the way in which that you can use your cash value, and in this situation, what I ended up doing for mom was taking her cash value to a whole different company. And we ended up buying a um, different policy with her cash value that she in this situation never had to pay premium on again but she could turn around and use that death benefit for a living benefit that if she needed it for long-term care she could tap into it for nursing home chronic illness um, terminal illness and so she got some different components that were not available to her in that original policy simply because of the changes that have been made in life insurance today so there is some fantastic tools now within the life insurance world that you can use towards tax-free income, that you can use towards the living benefits that you'll pull from your death benefit that would give you long-term care components where your premiums can never go up because we hear this all the time that your traditional long-term care plans are increasing those premiums year after year after the year to the point where you can't afford them anymore. We've seen premiums go up as much as 94% because the insurance companies are realizing that for them on the traditional plans, um, they are paying out more than they ever expected to because life and longevity have gone up so much. All right. Great answer there. The versatility of today's, some of these t- policies today is is mind-boggling and uh, it's very phenomenal. good. Yeah, really good. All right, Luke, uh, we've got Daniel in Grandshoot who wants to know. Uh, he's preparing for retirement, trying to figure out where he should go with his money to meet his income needs. Uh, he must have a lot of different buckets here. He says it's important to start by withdrawing from some accounts and save from other accounts. So um, can you give me the right sequence? Right. So, Daniel, great question. First of all, I would point you to the direction of what is your goal? So there's kind of 
three areas that come to mind, you know, is, is the goal maximizing your income for yourself now? Is it reducing your taxes down the road? Or do we want to have some sort of benefit, some sort of um, thing in place for kids down the road? Because that's going to that's gonna help determine where money is drawn from and how we take that out. So that'd be kind of step number one. And then as far as sequences go, um, we are in a historically low tax environment right now. Um, like when we look back over the last 100 years, we are in just about the lowest tax brackets that we've seen over the last 100 years. So from that standpoint, if taxes are one of the concerns to you, then drawing some of that pre-tax money, that money that you've never paid any taxes on, is going to make a lot of sense. And delaying taking from the Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks um, into the future when tax rates could be higher or using those Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks to take income if we're butting up against the tax bracket. So if you take another dollar of money and it's going to creep up into another tax bracket, that could be a chance to start pulling money from the Roth IRA um, to reduce the overall tax burden. All right, Andy, uh, Louise wants to know from DePair, what makes uh, a structured retirement income plan? What's it mean? Louise, I'd actually like to have a conversation with you and make sure that we're talking about the same thing. So um, I think different people can define structured. And from my perspective, if I'm talking about what is a structured income plan, that is going to mean we have the um, different buckets of where you're going to get your income from in a format that is easy to understand and known. So as I'm looking at Social Security or pensions or annuities or what do we have, what tools are available to us to create an income stream? Is there part-time work or full-time work that's going on that we have to account for? Because if you retire and start your Social Security at 62, you have a limited amount of money that you can make until your full retirement age, 66 or 67, that you have to be conscious of. And so it's not like you want to go into this a little bit willy-nilly. We want a structured setup so that you've got different buckets or different sources of income compared to what your bills are. So I, I guess I would I would want to have a further conversation with you to make sure that we're on the same page about that. All right. Very good answer there because uh, everybody's different. That's why it's called Your Retirement. This program is all about your unique and individual uh, plans and desires in your retirement. All right, Luke, we've got Melvin in Green Bay who wants to know. Uh, he's recently heard on the show uh, about uh, stretch IRAs. Can you explain how it works? Yes, Melvin. Great job listening. Thanks for tuning in. When we talk about stretch IRAs, uh, and the reason that's coming up is it's falling under some new Secure Act provisions that went through January 1st of 2020. And so what they changed was these rules on stretching out an IRA. So what is the stretch IRA? You used to be able to, if you've inherited funds from, say, a parent or something like that, you could take the required distribution that may need to come out of that account at a, at a minimal amount, whatever the minimum is, and then stretch or not take any additional funds from that for the rest of your life and then pass that money on to the next generation. Or even if you do pull some money out, maybe you're pulling a small amount to keep that money flowing so that you know your kids or your grandkids can benefit from it. So the stretch IRA really has gone away now since January 1st. Um, 
if if you inherit money now after that time period you are no longer able to stretch that the current rules now are you have 10 years to exhaust the value of that account so you know parent passes away now you've got to start taking you know your regular distributions but the key is whether it's an ira whether it's a roth ira they haven't specified any sort of difference between the two you have to get that money out in 10 years um, because that's what uncle sam wants so that it can go over that tax threshold so luke essentially what uh, has happened is the uh, stretch has shrunk <laughs> to 10 yeah. years so uh, uh, uncle sam wants that money and wants it quicker all right, final question, Andy, goes to Phyllis in Little Shoot. She wants to know, does my employer's matching contribution count toward the maximum that I can contribute to a 401k plan? No, fortunately, it doesn't count against you in that regard. So your employer's contribution um, is basically set up in the provisions of the plan when they start that. So there's a third-party company that they work with, essentially, that takes care of all that stuff for you. But as far as employees, you can contribute up to 19500 or 26000 if you are 50 and over because of the catch-up provisions. Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with your employer's contribution they're making. I know some employers have like a 3% or a 5% or a 6% um, maximum contribution. So that doesn't actually go against that. So you have your side of it that you can contribute to. They have their side that they contribute to and that they do not coincide with each other. All right. We've had some great questions here, uh, Andy and Luke, and uh, great answers by you. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, you should be dealing with uh, dual financial strategies uh, with uh, a lot of experience. And they can construct for you a retirement lifestyle review. This is at no cost, no obligation. In fact, uh, Sam will uh, also give you a copy of his book, Purpose determines placement. Uh, when you come in and just get that consultation, and again, it's no cost, no obligation, and in order to make an appointment uh, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us, uh, it is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486, and you will get uh, no-nonsense, straight talk about your retirement, because it is yours uniquely, and that's why the show is called Your Retirement. Once again, it's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486 to get that wonderful pathway. Uh, it's Your Retirement Lifestyle Review. Bring in uh, all of your statements. Uh, you can just even discuss uh, in general uh, with uh, either Sam or Luke or Andy your situation. What are your goals, your dreams, your aspirations in retirement? And they will uh, uh, set a path for you in a very comfortable setting. Well, it's been a wonderful show, uh, Andy and Luke. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, we really enjoy helping people. When we talked earlier in the segment about yep. You know, do you enjoy finding an advisor that really enjoy it? We enjoy it and just love educating people, whether it's your retirement, whether it's on our TV program, whether it's the classes that we've been teaching, everything is geared towards just helping people successfully be able to retire. And we realize that we live in a society that, you know, we really don't talk about money and we have all sorts of insecurities around not feeling like we've saved enough or not. We haven't done enough, even if 
people have portfolios into the seven figures. We just were oh, insecure a, about it. A, well, and I think the media also spins fear. You know, you've got to have however many commas after your mm-hmm. um, accounts. And so I, I think it really comes down to one by one, one family at a time, we can absolutely sit down and go through your retirement and make sure that you have what you need because lifestyles are so different. And the lifestyles that we have here in the Fox Valley um, and surrounding areas are very different than what's in California or New York or, you know, pick your state. Um, I just think it's important that we really deal on a one-on-one basis so that you have a plan for your personal family um, that makes the most sense for you. All right. Thanks for listening uh, here to uh, your retirement from Dual Financial Strategy. So for Sam Dual, for Luke Van Abel, and for Andy Schooler, I'm Chuck Caton. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.